Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Mary. Hey, Jillian. How are you today? I'm, you know, I'm doing generally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Generally okay is definitely okay in this current season of stress. Yeah. Don't you think so? I think so. Yeah. We were just talking, uh, you and I, Mm -hmm. about it is a very stressful season. Yeah. And I was sharing with you that um, I was lying in bed last night listening to one of the things I listen to at night before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I couldn't remember anything that was said. Wow. And I was kind of like... (laughs) Like beating myself up, like, why can't yeah. I remember anything? Mm. And then I was like, whoa, Jillian. The the point was that you were engaged in the practice of meditation and stillness. Mm-hmm. Did you achieve that? Yes. Right. Do you have to remember this? No, because you actually achieved the goal. Mm-hmm. But I was realizing that I think my brain is kind of at capacity mm. and it doesn't have a lot of space right now for more stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very uh, wise observation because we tend to think of our brain capacity as limitless as opposed to that it's limited. And if a lot of our uh, cognitive energy is, is just being used to cope yeah. with the stress of what's happening right now, there isn't a lot of capacity left over. No, and I think my brain, as well as all our brains, collective mm-hmm. brains, is having to adapt on a daily basis, sometimes an hour-to-hour basis. Exactly. About the new information that we're being given during this crisis with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, one day it's this, mm-hmm. because that's the best, the best information from public health. Mm-hmm. And then the next day it's changed mm-hmm. because they've got new information. Right. Because they're catching up with everything on an overnight basis mm-hmm. so they can tell us the strategy for today. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really adaptable. Yeah, I think that that would be one of the bigger stresses for a lot of people, including myself, is the unknown. Yes. And that you kind of go, okay, okay, this is the strategy I'm supposed to do. And then the next day it's been changed. And yeah. it's the unknown. It's the feeling like you have no control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the breaking of normal routines to this whole new normal, which is not normal. No, it's not normal at all. Yeah. But it has to become normal for us to be able to adapt. Yeah. So we're going to talk today in this episode about sort of 10 tips to navigate during stressful seasons. And this is beyond a stressful season. Mm-hmm. In I was telling my kids, in my lifetime, I've never experienced anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as 20-somethings, they're navigating this. And actually, this could be like the test case mm-hmm. for them in their futures, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the world is rapidly changing. Mm-hmm. We're a global society. Mm-hmm. So viruses spread very quickly, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, this is like a global crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing that is actually adding some extra weight to us mm-hmm. right. and our coping strategies. Right. And I think um, 
our generation, you know, we grew up hearing stories about the plague and different yeah. diseases that or wars and yeah and so I think we had this sense of complacency that this isn't going to happen to us because we've dealt with it and our medical system is strong enough to handle whatever yeah and um, um, our biggest concern is like um, more cancer as opposed to viruses right right um, so I think yeah like you said it's unprecedented for us and, yes. I, I, you know, there, there's there's no, like, guideline to how we're supposed to react or feel. And I think that that actually would be the guideline I'd like to start off by talking about is Great. give yourself permission for the plethora of emotions that you're going to be feeling. And that there's going to be days where you feel, and actually, even in a given day, there's going to be moments where you feel pretty good and other moments where you don't. Mm-hmm. And you're going to kind of feel all over the place and feel like like just unbalanced almost. Um, you know, I, I'm talking to people uh, and I hear a lot of fear and anxiety for sure. Yeah. Uh, but other emotions that people are talking about is anger. Yeah. Because uh, it's a natural response when you feel so out of control that your, your anger wants you to take back control. Yeah. Um, so that could be uh, part of it. People are talking about symptoms that to me feels like trauma because they're talking about um, a, a broken trust in the world to be safe, uh, you know, with trauma, that's one of the things is that your worldview changes. Yeah. I was and, reading an article about that last night. Our mm, worldview has been broken. Yeah. And that c- kind of colors into some trauma Yeah, type of experiences. So interesting, like, um, can you, can you give voice to some of the emotions that you're having in this? Yeah. Uh, well, my predominant emotion at the front end was guilt. Oh, why? Uh, because I felt um, like, well, I made the choice to have gone away. Oh, okay. And uh, when we came back uh, and the world had exploded well, in Canada, uh, I knew that I had to go into self-quarantine, but you know, my schedule was jam-packed and I felt like I was letting everybody down because I chose to go away. I see. Okay. And, um, you know, and I felt guilty even because you and I had some training we had to do and I had to leave you to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And it's a heavy duty training. It takes two people to do it. And you were left delivering it on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had to cancel our, uh, retreat that we had planned. I mean, just, so I had to work through the guilt. So guilt for sure. And then at the initial stages, denial for sure. I didn't think it was as serious as it ended up being. And that was probably part of how I coped. And then um, now I would say I move in from, um, in, in all honesty, depending on how much time I'm spending with God uh, and practicing my spiritual disciplines of just quieting myself in Him, mm-hmm. then I feel peace to reading an article about something and then I'm going to feel anxiety. So I would say um, I kind of go back and forth between the two. And then the other thing I feel very, very, very thankful that uh, I'm in a place where I have uh, family mostly, mm-hmm. don't have my daughter at home, and that's that makes me feel sad and anxious for her. Um, but like really, we have access to food. We're in a home that is big enough that we can all have our own space. Right. Um, so I feel very, very grateful for that. But then there's a little bit of a coloring of... Uh, guilt that I should feel so okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're bouncing back I from am. all these different things. And 
And we know that when people have trauma, mm-hmm. there's no, you're to treat all emotions as equal. Yeah. Because you start to filter your emotions and then you start to grade your emotions on right or wrong, yes. good or bad. Yes. And in this season, when we're experiencing a global trauma, right? Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. That we need to be very soft with ourselves about not shaming ourselves for negative emotions yeah. and negative thoughts. Yeah. And especially as as Christians, <clears throat> I remember um, there's this fellow that every single time I would ask him, how are you doing? He would say, bless beyond measure. That was his response all the time. And I knew his life was actually falling apart, but it was like the Christian response. Yeah. And so like right now, if we're sitting here going, we're blessed beyond measure because we're sitting in a country that allows this and that. Mm. It's true. We need to have an attitude of gratitude, but at the same time, give ourselves grace for the fact that we are human and we're going to have a a variety of emotions. So so what about you? Like what? Yeah. The other day, um, just quickly, the other day I woke up really angry. Whoa. And um, I was like, okay, Jillian, why are you angry? Like, why did you wake up angry? And so I went out for a walk because that's one of the ways that I kind of decompress. I went out for a walk and I just started saying out loud Mm. to myself, what am I angry about? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm angry about the fact that, you know, I can't just go to the grocery store and nip in to get three things. I have to really plan it. I have Mm. to be strategic. Mm -hmm. I have to, Mm -hmm. you know, plan in advance and all these things, take precautions. I'm angry that I won't be able to, you know, have my family over at Easter time. Mm-hmm. I'm angry that um, I'm I feel kind of cooped up in our house, mm-hmm. um, and we're all trying to manage each other's emotions around that. Right. I'm angry that I'm putting that kind of energy out. Right. Um, I'm angry that I can't fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, so I just had to start naming all the things I was angry about. Right. And so after walking for a good half hour. Mm-hmm. And then saying, okay, what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Well, and I named some of the things. I'm grateful that I still have access to food, even mm-hmm. though it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that we have a house that we can separate a bit. I'm grateful for a backyard I can go and sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started naming all the things I was grateful for. By the end of the walk, I had come back to sort of ground zero mm-hmm. with my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I realized, boy, I'm going to have to do this regularly. Yes. Well, I was just going to say, I appreciate you being vulnerable uh, with our listeners because what you just practiced was something that's so important, which is to name how you feel yeah, and to give yourself permission to have those feelings, uh, to give yourself empathy and compassion for having those feelings. And then once you've processed through how you feel, you are able to then flip it into being great, what gratitude can help because- you have no control over so many things. You can't change None those of us things, do. But you can change your perspective in sitting in a place of gratitude. Right. But not in a place of denial. No. You're just like, everything's so amazing. No, because it's not. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. We're going to talk about 10 ways to navigate through this season. You're going to talk about some of the mental health um, side of things. And then I'm going to talk about some practical things. So... Take it away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know when you you thought of, when you sent this to me, I kind of really processed through what would be the most helpful from a mental health standpoint, and I think it kind of comes into several realms. Mm-hmm. It comes into uh, good self care, good self care from a mental health standpoint. Uh, it comes into relational care. Okay. Uh, and I think it also comes so in the relational care. It would be if you are married, your partner. 
uh, or if you have a partner, and then the other area is if you are a parent and right. you're cooped up in the house. So okay. your relationship health is really important too. Uh, so with the self-care standpoint, I think we just kind of exhibited it right now. And it's a being a honest with how you feel, but like, oh man, practice radical self-acceptance. Yes. Uh, you are where you are right now. And like you said, this is, there's, there's no norm for this nope. because this is the first time that we're going through this and you are where you're at and give yourself a lot of grace, give yourself a lot of space. Um, you know, if you're feeling out of whack, it's there for a reason pay attention to it and just do the simple things, which you're going to reflect on. Well, we've said before, tips. pay attention to the tension. Exactly. Like what is the tension you're feeling in your system? Yeah. What's and, going on? Exactly. And and just lower your expectations for yourself. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to accomplish everything and you don't need to. This is, at this point is, is really a lot about... Um, how am I going to get through this time with my sanity intact? But how am I going to get through this time with um, my relationships intact? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so lower your expectations. Don't don't be worrying about trying to, you know, learn that new language or unless you feel like it. I mean, if that's what you want to do. Right. Like there's, there's just no norms at this point. So that's one thing that I think is really, really key. Um, I think that... Uh, most of us are um, self isolate self isolating with our, some family, yeah. And so, uh, like you just said, uh, we're going to be cooped up and um, in not the best selves. So we have to give a lot of grace to each other. Mm -hmm. And so our normal expectations of each other, my normal expectations for my husband, I've got to let that go. Uh, how I would like our interactions to be, I'm going to have to let that go. And um, let people have bad days yeah. and try not to react and let yourself have a bad day. That goes back to self-care and be quick to say sorry and ask for forgiveness. This is just not normal. And don't, don't um, catastrophize it. So if you're having more conflict in your home and things aren't going as well, don't start thinking your, your marriage is over or your kids are... Um, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, bad eggs. Just, just recognize that this is what we're going through right now. Um, so, it, and it's okay to say, "Boy, I'm I'm having a really rough time today." Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I've, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Yes. By this, I'm just feeling burdened by it. I'm feeling I'm not going to be my best self today because I'm just feeling all this weight of this. Exactly. I think it's okay to say that. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're a parent and your kids are having a bad day. Uh, don't like worry about having to discipline them on every little thing. Yeah. Because they're having a bad day too. And they're being cooped up in the home. They're not allowed to go out to the playground like they normally do. They're not in the school environment. They're missing their friends. They're missing their sports. It, this is just really hard on our kids. It is. And so I think we need to have patience and grace. And I think regardless of your living space, and you're going to have to be creative in that. So this would be another tip. Uh, is to try to create space where it's just your space. And you've kind of got some family rules that this is my space. Uh, I remember, uh, who's the name of that woman, where she would be in the corner 
praying. It was a Charles and um, Wesley. Yes. Their mother. Their mother. So when she was going into her prayer time, all she would do is throw her apron over, over her, her head. Over her head, yeah. And that was a symbol is nobody come near mama. And there was like nine kids or something. Exactly. In a small little cabin. Yeah. So whatever you have to do to be creative, do that so that you have your own space where you can be not interrupted. And you're going to have to be really creative if you have little kids who just want to kind of blam into it. But you'd be surprised at how consistently as you manage that boundary, how kids learn to to manage that. And so for the kids, be make it fun. Like maybe create a little tent space out of blankets and their stuffed animals and make it a place that they have their favorite toys. And it, uh, maybe you've got some nice scents that you throw in there, yeah. like cookie dough or something. And this would be a great time to pull out those audio books for kids, mm-hmm. right? Where they're away from the screen, but they're able to maybe put some headphones on and listen to an audio book. Right. That's age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody needs to have some alone time. Oh, I agree. Uh, where they can just let down their guard and they can feel like this is my space and yeah. um, I can just decompress here. Yeah. Um, the other tip I would say, as I started off saying, is that um, you are going to see some more behavioral outbursts, more what we would, and I'm saying this in quotes, bad behavior. Uh, this is not the time to be introducing some major behavioral consequences. Um, this is at this point, you want as much as possible to create a new normal for them, uh, a new routine for them. And uh, it, it could be very, very simple, but there's they need predictability at this point. Yeah. And so the thing that you want to do is focus on stability, which is, I know, difficult because things are so unstable right now in the outer world, but in your home, you can create that routine. And even if as you have to create new routines as new information comes, you can do it in a fun, lighthearted way, but just kind of say, okay, so starting tomorrow, we're going to do this new thing. Right. And um, just try to- And we're going to do it together. And we're going to do it together. Try to normalize it as much as possible. And the last thing I want to add to my five tips is- uh, that this is a time where it really is about your connection with your 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 loved ones, with your kids, with your partner, and um, especially if I can focus on the connection with the kids, is that uh, they really need you to be present. Mm. Uh, you know, and if you think about many families, we're so busy rushing around, not just to work demands, but sports and activities, that there isn't always as much opportunity to be present with each other. And kids need that uh, attentive focus on them and that cuddling or that playtime. And now is a really great opportunity to do that. In fact, this could be a really great time to heal some of those connection uh, challenges that you've had because there's been so much busyness in your life before. Right. Oh, that's good. Um, that one one of the strategies that we, it's called filial therapy, which is a big fancy term for child-directed play. Uh, so uh, this is a very practical strategy. Set aside um, half an hour each day with each kid. Hmm. And uh, in that, nobody can interrupt that time and they get to determine within healthy boundaries what you're going to do. You're not going to be the boss there. You're going to let them be the boss and just play along with them. And uh, what we have found with this type of uh, connection time is, uh, wow, it's it grounds the child. It makes them feel safe and secure in their attachment to you. It's super valuable beyond just this time of chaos into the long-term health of your relationship. 
Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I love all that. I, I particularly like that you've taken the pressure off of parents to introduce some new thing during this time. Mm-hmm. So as I was listening to you, I was thinking, this is probably not the time to potty train. Right. Right. right? Where it might be the temptation because you're at home all the time, mm-hmm. right? But it may create so much more stress on everybody mm-hmm. that it may not be the time to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, circle back to your expectations of this time. See if they're in line with some of the things you've just talked about with our mental capacity and just evaluate. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. So I've got uh, some tips. Um, and these are for, you know, moms, dads, anybody, and especially if you have kids at home, just I think they'll bode well. Mm-hmm. So the number one is to practice good sleep hygiene. Mm. So oh, yes. there might be a temptation right now to stay up very late, um, watching movies, the news, and then to sleep in. But sticking to a routine of sleep that you've been using throughout the school year, mm-hmm. um, using throughout your work life, right? this would be the time to keep that routine going. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's going to be better for you overall for your sleep mm-hmm. and how you handle stress mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yes. But it will also help that when things, restrictions get lifted and we get back into some of our hopefully normal routines mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. it won't ease into that much better. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. So stick to a good um, sleep routine. And if you don't have good sleep hygiene, mm-hmm. now would be a good time to think about that mm-hmm. and establish some of those patterns. Right. So you're able to handle the stressors that are coming at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. And we'll put a link into some articles on uh, sleep hygiene. Uh, the number two one, you've said this, is practice self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And we did a whole episode on this a while ago. So it may be a great time for our listeners to go back and listen to that. Because mm-hmm. um, this is a brand new season for all of us that we're navigating through. And it will definitely mean new challenges for mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all trying to adjust. And just from looking at social media, there seems to be a lot of pressure in the season. Um, pardon me. You can't find yeast, Mary. What? Why can you not oh. find yeast? Because everybody is baking bread all of a sudden mm-hmm. and posting their beautiful baked loaves on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So the pressure to produce, to clean your closets, to purge your house, oh, to I know. learn oh, a new I language, know. to write a book, uh-huh. like it's all there. Yeah. Forget all that. Yeah, I agree. You getting through the day. <laughs> yes. Like, and not, you know... Um, blowing up mm-hmm. would be a win. Yeah. So I think one of the things is, um, my husband and I use this phrase every now and then, win the day. Mm. What does it look like to win the day today? Mm-hmm. It might mean just, wow, we're going to do a jigsaw puzzle today. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to not blow up each other. We're going to name our feelings. Mm-hmm. That's winning the day today. Right. I don't have to master sourdough today. Yes. Okay. Amen. Um, Preach it. And just listen to yourself. Take care of yourself from a physical, mental, and spiritual time. I think that's enough. Uh, There will be lots of lessons learned coming out of this. Mm -hmm. We will look back on the lessons when we're on the other side and when we have some more capacity in our lives to determine what the lessons are. We don't necessarily have to determine the lessons now. Right. Oh, that's good. 
right? That's really good. Uh, number three would be good nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, mm-hmm. I have been carbing like I'm running marathons. I know. I know. And a lot of it's I gotta comfort. I got to stop eating those chips. No, but a lot of it's comfort, right? Like it's it's good. But I do need to bring some balance into my life with my eating habits. Okay, enough's enough, Jillian. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right? So I, you know, I've just got to cha- challenge myself on that. Um, I do want to fuel my body with good nutrition so it's able to handle the additional stress that I'm under right now. That is so true. I find that when I eat too much carbs or sugar, I um, am more easily anxious. Yeah. So something happens in my system where I just feel like my nervous system is a little bit more jiggly. Well, it's that uh, release of cortisol, right? Yeah, that's true. When we are taking in sugar, it's producing cortisol, which yeah. is a stress hormone. Yeah. So, yeah, so just, I, I'm not going to preach about that because you all know what you need to do and mm-hmm. just address that. Yeah. Uh, the other one is to escape a bit every day. <sighs> Thank you for permission to do that. Yeah. So I hear that puzzle sales are off the charts mm. um, and people are coming up with creative things to do. Yeah. To unplug the TV, to get away from devices, because of course we're inundated with information right now. Mm-hmm. But just to unplug. So what does it look like? What do you like to do to escape? Oh, uh, I love to read yeah. uh, fiction ser- books. I'm right now reading through a legal thriller series, and it's so good because it's interesting enough to keep my interest, but uh, not so stressful. Like some some books can be like, woo, yeah, 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 and not too much heavy duty thinking. Involved, right, giving my brain a, a rest. I have to admit, I like watching. Um, right now, Peter and I are um, binging through The Crown. Okay. All and right. again, it's like, it, it's a great history. Yeah. There's some drama in there, but it's not over the top. Great. Yeah. So escape. Yeah. Find a way to escape on a daily basis. Um, I love to read uh, sort of travel fiction. Ooh. And so I pulled out my copy of A Year in Provence by Peter Mail again, mm-hmm. because that was a really fun one. And it's kind of like I'm traveling to France mm-hmm. and I'm reminded of the culture and the people in the good times. Right. Not in COVID. Right. And the other one I'm reading, Under the Tuscan Sun. Ooh, I yeah. love that book. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I'm pulling out those things and just rereading them mm-hmm. because I do get to escape a bit. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, she reads cookbooks. Mm-hmm. So she's pulled out some cookbooks and she's reading cookbooks and whatever it is that you need to do to just escape, put your brain on hold from all this stuff, do it. Yeah. And I the love last that. thing I would say is daily grounding. Oh, tell me because, more. Because, well, <laughs> I'm finding I have no idea what day of the week it is. I know. So for me to daily ground myself means I need to get quiet. Mm-hmm. I need to be on my own, as you spoke about. And so I'm listening to this podcast called The Daily Still. Mm. It's uh, meditation and scripture. Mm-hmm. It's eight minutes long. Perfect. So I can handle that. Yes. And so what I do is... Um, at night when I'm getting ready for bed, I put it on, I just lay on the bed and I just let it wash over me. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't even remember what she's saying half the time, mm-hmm. but the fact that I'm being still mm-hmm. and I have a practice mm-hmm. on a daily basis it sort of settles me. Yeah. And I would add to that, that you're looking for practices that actually still your soul. Yes. Um, like now is not the time for you to be reading that big theology book that's sitting on your shelf or beating yourself up because you're not having this rigorous scripture reading time. Uh, If that's what 
calms you, great. Sure. But this is the time to give yourself permission to uh, quiet yourself before God. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know for myself, I, I don't always go. In fact, I often don't go with a particular agenda as I just sit with God and I just sort of say, hey, can I hang out with you? And I yeah. just chat with him about how I'm feeling. Yeah. And Whatever. it could be, I mean, you know, if you're, if you are not a Christian and you don't follow a particular faith practice, maybe it's just putting on a piece of classical music that you love, that quietens you, that you kind of lose yourself in a bit and just lean into it. Um, so whatever it is that's going to ground you on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of marks another day that you've made it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just is a helpful thing to do. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a Christian, uh, the Bible in the in the book of Psalms has some really great uh, verses that just kind of just, it's so poetic. It's like yes. poetry that gives you uh, pictures and images of peace and stillness. Yeah. So I'm meditating right now through uh, Psalms 34. Mm-hmm. It's just really speaking to me. And uh, I'm actually praying that every day uh, in the morning, not just for myself, but for the people that I'm praying for, because it's, it, and, I, and I always leave that feeling, <sighs> a sense yeah. of calm because I'm focusing on that scripture that's uh, very uplifting. That's cool. Yeah. My brother um, has been posting a photograph every day of a place that brings him great joy so um, the other day he posted a picture of the magnolia tree mm. in full bloom in their backyard. Nice. He posted a picture of, you know, the dock at a cottage that he goes to. Um, so he's reminding himself on a daily basis of the beauty in the world, mm-hmm. of the places that have brought him joy and calm. Mm-hmm. So it can be That's something great. like that too. Yeah. So just as a daily practice to ground yourself, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really worthwhile. Daily bubble bath. Yeah, I like Daily that idea. cup of tea. There's yeah. so many things that. So whatever it is that grounds you, yeah, do it. And if this sounds foreign to the idea of even grounding yourself because you've lived life at such a hectic uh, pace, this may be the time for you to start new habits. And if it's difficult, uh, um, all the therapists that I know are now offering online sessions. Yeah. And so just access that. And if that's even beyond what you can handle, there are a lot of really great resources. So we're going to put in our show notes, there's a um, anxiety workbook that was developed specifically for this time. Fantastic. The coronavirus. It's called, actually called the Coronavirus Anxiety Workbook. Wow. So we'll put the link on our show notes and uh, it's just very simple uh, strategies to help manage your anxiety and to normalize this for you. And uh, a lot of what we've talked about is addressed in this workbook, but it's in a, you know, more of a uh, spelled out way so That's people can great. follow it. Which mm-hmm. a lot of people will need that to yeah. sort of reference on a daily structure, basis. Structure, exactly. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary, this has been great conversation. I've mm-hmm. learned some things today and it's challenged me just to take care of myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right, listeners, uh, please do take care of yourself. Please do give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. Give your family a lot of grace as well. And yeah. we're, we'll just uh, kind of be present in the moment and just get through this. Yeah. And virtual hugs to all of you because exactly. we're all craving that connection right now. Mary and I, you know, we want to hug each other as we normally do, but we can't. Mm-hmm. So we're all craving that. So a big virtual hug to all of you. Yes. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life Podcast. 
We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.